0: Monday everybody and welcome back to the Couchside Judges. I'm Scott Fontana, follow me on Twitter at Scott underscore Fontana.
1: And I'm Dan Urban, follow me at The Dan Urban, follow the podcast at Couchside Judges and subscribe to us wherever you listen. Make sure you find us on YouTube
0: which is something we've tried to put a little more focus in in the last couple months, right? Right. But also five-star review.
1: (laughs) And as always we talk judging MMA so you should read the criteria especially for this one.
0: Never, never for other shows, just this one. Well, this is it's, the
1: only one. Anytime we get Texas, especially, it's brush okay. up on it. Well, we should probably say that
0: like a week ahead.
1: Yeah, that's true too. It probably probably serves yeah. a better purpose. Also, ahead it's three of time. pages. It might take you what five minutes to read.
0: No, 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 no. Three pages. You got to read one word a day. Oh. Yeah, you'll finish it in a few. Gotcha. Weeks. Yeah, it'll be coherent.
1: Don't worry. I noticed Brendan Fitzgerald's not all that keen on the criteria. How so? He loves control. It feels like Dominic Cruz has been harping on, uh, in his ear, telling him it's all about control, Brendan. I'm not sure. That's what wins rounds. I'm not sure, but
0: he does, (laughs) you're right, he does point out the the control a lot, and and, uh, he seems to have, let's say, a lesser uh, understanding of how the judges are actually going to evaluate the round than, let's say, uh, John Anik. And that's not necessarily a slight of Brendan, but that is, uh, that's certainly, uh, I think, a, a point in the column for John Anik. Who, who definitely has put mm-hmm. in the time and effort to to do his best to understand.
1: I think it's time for a refresher for the for the commentators.
0: Probably so. every six months, they should all just get one. Yep. It would be good. And maybe every, like, two months for Dom. <laughs> and DC. DC, too.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Everyone, everyone else, they, they've earned their... T- they can do it every six months. <laughs> That's okay. Or just
1: listen to the Couchside Judges. Yeah, listen to us. Yeah. I'm sure they do. I think they do. Maybe. I'd love to have DC That'll on. That would be great. I I'd, I'd, I'd be so happy. Let's just talk NCAA wrestling with him. I would, I would have him sign my Funko Pop if he would. Oh, he, you're, so you're imagining he's coming over and yeah. hang out in your room in New yeah. Jersey. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh okay. Because they're gonna be in New Jersey next month. They or will. Two months. Yeah. So. And he's thinking to himself, well, I mean, I could go to the city, which is right by here, or which is trash, or <laughs> come to the suburbs in New Jersey. I just yeah, just hang so. out in your
0: room. Yeah. Which, by the way, this is this is a little bit of a different uh, change. Right? No no one can see this because we don't do video here, but we are in a different uh, quote-unquote recording studio at Dan's house. We've moved to
1: another room. To a bedroom. Yep. But I would say that this is recording studio 1.2. 1. 1.2. 1. 2. Po- possibly version 2.0 is in there. In the in the original recording studio. In so the we're original. Just, we're, with, we're refurbishing. with video, we're gonna possibly. Get it up. That would be
0: nice if we could get that up. Yeah. That'd be cool. Don't have the vision. People, but... d- people do love to see my face. That's like that's the number one thing that I get when we get emails. It's <laughs> always like, I... I really want to see what Scott looks like at two in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Just, just all harried and tired, ready and to go, just exhausted from chasing around his children, working, and then talking mm-hmm. about fights. Yeah, but we might as well get into those fights. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of fights. It was a Texas weekend. Um, we had ten rounds to be talking about. We'll get to those in a, just a few minutes, but. First, we got to talk about kind of the takeaways here. And most of them are going to be the main event. Corey Sanhagen looks fantastic. Yeah, it looks made, really good. made a fight that I think everyone was really excited for it to be maybe like some sort of back and forth, almost war kind of thing. Not that it had to be like, oh, you know, punch for punch kind of thing. But, you know, Marlon Vera, we've we've seen him be dangerous in any round, no matter what's been happening to him. And mm-hmm. he really just could not get going in this fight at all. Sanhagen clearly won the fight, I think, in everybody's eyes. Um Say for one. We'll we'll get to <laughs> get to that one. Uh, but uh, the question I would have for you, Dan, is uh, about Corey Sanhagen. Do you see him? Can you picture him? Like, can you close your eyes and think to yourself, he'll have his hand raised with
1: the championship belt around his waist one day. Do you do you see that for him? I don't know.
0: Well, that's a good answer. I, I Let's lean,
1: move on. I lean no. You lean no. Okay. I lean no. All right. Getting and off Alja, that fence a little bit. Alex beat him so quick. He so did. I don't know if that's like. But that was years
0: ago, and he's, he's uh. it's like, and at this point now, what is it, four years, three years? It's definitely COVID era. He's added some dimension. I mean, more offensive wrestling. We don't necessarily know what his defensive wrestling is going to be, but he certainly looked a lot more versatile in, and diverse in what he can bring to the cage.
1: I mean, I guess it's kind of a cop-out answer, but I'd have to see what he does versus Marab. Sure. Before I can...
0: And then after that fight, you'll have to say, well, I'll have to see what he does against the champ.
1: Once he wins it, yeah, I can picture it. I know. I would be... Really it's like... <laughs>
0: But even if he loses, "Ah, maybe,
1: (laughs) maybe he'll go on a run for like (laughs) one or two. (laughs) Uh, I
0: I will say this. I I think I think he's young enough in the sport. I think he's motivated enough to fill out his game. And I think he's got the ability to add to it. And and he does have, you know, he spoke about the having the the A card that he can play, which is his striking. I think when you have all those three things, you have the makeup of someone who can become the champion, even at this weight class.
1: All right, he's got all the tools. So. Yeah, that's that's. I, I would think
0: I can definitely picture it as kind of the the answer to the specific question. I would say I can Okay, I'll,
1: I'll say this. I think he can. He may. He has a shot against anybody in the division and on any given night. That's so, all you can really ask for, man. It's he. he it's not. He's no pushover. Even someone so. like
0: like Marab, who I don't think is necessarily the strongest uh, matchup for him. You know, I, I I don't know how well that plays into his game. It feels like it plays more into Marab's game, but. You can't rule it out. I could see him. I mean, mirab has been touched before. He's been hurt before, and Corey is so explosive, he could finish it at any time too.
1: Is that kind of the where they're where they're heading? Where they're doing Corey versus mirab I mean, then... they basically
0: made that fight last so, night.
1: So, but then O'Malley is getting the winner of Aljamain and, and Cejudo.
0: It's I, I don't know if that's definitely what's gonna happen, but it sure sounds like Corey Sanhagen and Mar and uh Marab DeVallis really agreed to fight each other like in the arena last yeah, night. Corey, and they were all happy to do
1: so. I thought Marab was going insane. And they showed him. It's <laughs> like oh Well he was I think
0: he was just happy that people are calling him out for a change because he, he used to be nobody wanted to fight the guy. Looks
1: like they didn't even give him
0: floor seats. No, he was sitting behind Aljo. He okay. wouldn't even sit next to his buddy, he had to sit behind him. Ugh. Which I thought was trash. It's like he, me sitting behind you. I wouldn't stand for it.
1: That, that's that's punishment for them not wanting to fight each other.
0: I guess so. that's probably what it is.
1: <laughs> At least they're in the same section.
0: <laughs> uh The other question I would have off of the fights from last night, in particular, is about Marlon Cid Vera. Has he topped out? Mm. Is this the mo- like? Is he even going to get to that title shot? Like, do you think he can get there? Do you give him championship? Can you picture him getting that bantamweight belt? What are you thinking?
1: No. Can't I, I agree. That. I, I'm. I'm thinking he topped out. Yeah. Think topped out? I would. I would like to see him and O'Malley go again. See what would happen. I mean, a legitimate win for sure. I would like to see what happens if uh o, what O'Malley uh, learned from from the first fight. You know, protect that nerve. I will say this:
0: Marlon Vera called out Peter Yan on, oh, yeah. on Sunday. And I like that. I think it makes a too. lot of sense for them. I mean, obviously, they're both kind of, Jan is tumbling a lot. But Vera's coming off of, yeah, this is it's a disappointing loss. It really does set him back because it was not a particularly um great fight for him. Uh, It was a split decision. But, yeah,
1: we'll get to that one. So, it, <laughs> yeah, but Jan's like four, three straight losses. I think he's lost, well, yeah, three straight. Like, three, sure, and he's, three still, straight. he's still top five in the ranking. So, yeah. And do they still like the book loss versus loss or no?
0: I don't know. They do things different. That was Joe Silva, so oh, things are different now. Right. Um, but I could see it. I mean, it makes a lot of sense to do that unless they want to do Yan against something, somebody maybe a little bit lower, sort of a almost a get right kind of thing. Because he, he mm-hmm. is obviously a talented fighter, and I think they would hate to lose him or something like that, especially if he gets frustrated with judging and he's just like, well, I'm going to go to ACA or something. Yeah,
1: no, not <laughs> quit. Yeah, I'm done.
0: I don't think he'd quit, but I could see him going somewhere else where, where maybe they'll give him some money and, and whatever. I mean, he could go to be- Bellator or PFL. I think they'd be happy to have he- him.
1: Well, he wasn't frustrated about his last loss, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Against Mirab? I'm, sure, he- I'm sure he was frustrated. Well, yeah, but with, like, with the result, but no, not I don't, the judging. No, no, no. I don't think oh, necessarily
0: okay. the judging made him mad. I think he was you know, he was almost like in semi-excuse mode when he, when he oh, posted yeah. some stuff. He was like, oh, you know, dealing with this and this and this. But like also skull? No, no, no. But, but like... <laughs> <laughs> That's a unique Tito uh, okay. injury that only he could come back from. Okay. And I think we know that because he <laughs> is made of something different. I just don't know what that substance is. Um, but this, I think, Jan, it's hard to say what he was really saying in his post, too, because, like, it's translated from Cyrillic in Russian, and Russian. It's like, what is he really saying? Mm-hmm. What What is he saying? If he was able to say that fluently in English, it was kind of hard to say. But uh, nonetheless, yeah, I, I think... I think Vera probably has kind of hit his ceiling more or less, which is to say I think he's someone who can absolutely knock on the door. And he I think he could even potentially step in for a title shot at some point if it worked out. Okay. But he's got such a specific way of fighting a lot of the time now, which is really just kind of like, I think I can get you at any time. So I don't feel the urgency to push you mm. or or do anything like that. So I'm just going to let you give it to me and eventually I'll find the opening. But you're not always going to do that. It just doesn't always work out that way. Yeah. So like, I think I was I was leaning in my head because, I don't, you know, I don't like to make public picks or anything like that. But I, in my head, I was definitely thinking to myself, I'm like, Sanhagen really ought to be able to win this because he throws hands often and he can do pretty much anything Okay. to finish a fight.
1: He loves going for that jumping knee. He does. He goes for that off. I mean it works. Yeah. <laughs> it, it Frankie works. for sure. Yeah, yeah.
0: Why not? Uh, now that was it for UFC, but there was something from the night before UFC in San Antonio, same oh, place where UFC so was taking place. Uh, Fury FC 76. Now, why are we talking about Fury FC on a show that almost exclusively pays attention to you know the, the majors in North America, you know, UFC, Bellator, PFL why are we bring them up. Well, well, if you're a good if you're a listener to the show and you care about officiating, I'm sure you've heard by now about the fight uh, refereed by Frank Colazzo. Oh boy. In which he uh, well, how would you describe what happened to uh, Gianni Vazquez in this fight?
1: Gross, just gross. <laughs> like, I don't even know the word. It, not even it's like it's beyond negligence. It's like one of the worst things you can do as a referee. Yeah, I mean, let's he lets him that. go out and then have his arm broken. That's in sequence, not not guy, at the same time. The guy's convulsing, stuck it, in a triangle, and I'm not even going to excuse the other fighter. You don't do that, guy. Guys unconscious? Let me let me put him in an armbar and snap his limb too. That, that I mean, I get you got to fight till the ref stops you. And not only that, but at, think, at some point I, you know when your your opponent's out.
0: I will I will give him this much. Like sometimes you're just not paying attention to that kind of thing. These guys are on. Let's say they're not as experienced. You know, they're they're definitely more regional talent, haven't quite the reps of the high level, and that kind of thing. So maybe it's possible he's just not paying attention the right way. I mean, Shorty Rock
1: posted a video right after he goes, I put this guy out and I had to let the ref know.
0: I mean, that's fair. And a, they lot, and a lot of fight. But Shorty like, Rock Santella has a lot of experience.
1: I'm just saying you, I'm just, that's yeah, all I'm saying. I am think. I think you would you know if someone's out, you don't just put him in an arm bar. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. Right. I mean, it's if you want to
0: blame him, you know, give part of the blame there. That's fine. I still blame it on the guy whose job is in there to um, regulate the rules of this fight, stop the fight when it's meant to be stopped. Now, as like I said, they're professionals, you kind of kind of give them mm-hmm. a little bit of leeway. But also, once a dude's out, that's your job to know that he's out. And then you stop the fight. Jeez, oh, he was out for so long. He was in the
1: hospital. like, this, this was not great. He's convulsing. It was disgusting. The arm is hyper, completely hyperextended, on the verge of being broken. At some point, I believe you got to know this guy is out completely.
0: If I'm not mistaken, I, I could swear somebody reported, uh, and I would have to pull up. I think MMA Jump, he was covering this pretty well, but they, I believe, it was reported that he did break something in the elbow.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, and uh, he shouldn't have to have a broken elbow. No, he absolutely. Went to sleep. Not. He wasn't even aware anymore. Like horrible. It
0: it is appalling that that happened. Number one, that's that's. Full stop should not have happened. This was in the main event, I believe. If I'm not mistaken, of uh, of Fury FC. I was not watching live. I, ca- I caught this a lot later, like, like a lot of people did. But um, yeah, re- it reveals the damage suffered. This is from uh, our guy, Nolan King, over at MMA Junkie, uh, wrote this up. My opponent took advantage of that, and with some stupid referee that didn't stop the fight, when I went out, and now I have to deal with a potential fracture on my arm and some ligaments damaged too. He posted on uh, Instagram. Some stupid referee. That that's very kind to referee Frank colossus Well, I'm
1: thinking the legal action is probably going to be a a bit steeper.
0: I I, I would hope there so, are legal repercussions here in some meaningful way, other, even if it's of the civil variety. Um, this is this is crap. What happened to him is crap. Yeah. And if I'm a fighter. Or, or let's say, forget if I'm a fighter, if I'm a coach, if I'm a manager, if I'm a promoter and I see this guy's name come across, I'm not putting any fighters in there.
1: I think it goes deeper. If I'm, if I'm a promoter or a coach or whatever, like you just said, I'm, I'm just not even fighting in Texas. But that, I mean, that's a problem out.
0: with something like Fury FC, which is based in Texas. Like, that's just what they do. Go to Oklahoma. Well,
1: it's
0: easier said than done, but uh, yeah, I mean, if I'm a coach, I would not trust this man to officiate my fight, my fighters fight in a way that would keep him safe enough. Now, Look, if I'm the corner, there is a little bit of responsibility there. You, your guys out, maybe throwing the towel if it's looking bad, but it's hard to tell in that moment too because you're a lot farther away. Maybe you don't have the best angle. No mm-hmm. one has a better angle than the referee, and the referee here, Frank Colazzo, absolutely failed Yanni Vazquez there. Awful, awful what happened
1: to him. And horrible.
0: I mean, it's a good thing that he, you know that was the only thing that he did that weekend, right? He after that, you know, Texas pulled him, and he didn't do anything else that way. Wait. I'm sorry, my mistake. He actually judged two fights in UFC the next night. My mistake. Yeah, what a punishment. What the heck is going on here? How could that happen? I know it's Texas, and we bash Texas all the time. And look, sometimes we make them a joke, like, you know, kind of a, you know, a passing joke, right? And maybe sometimes when we do that, it's, it's almost unfair. But this is the kind of reason why they absolutely deserve any sort of criticism. The state of Texas, the commission of Texas, the Texas Department of Licensing and Reg- and uh, Regulation Registration. I always mix it up. But TDLR really, 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 really messed up here. And then they couldn't even be bothered to change it up and say, listen, maybe we should take this guy off. It's not even like he's an experienced judge. He had one fight listed from MMA decision. Now, granted, MMA Decisions doesn't have everything that everybody does. Doesn't account for all of the experience he may or may not have at Fury FC or Legacy or what have you. Um, but his last fight was eight years ago. Only last fight for UFC, I should say, that he judged. Only fight that he judged for UFC was eight years ago. It was Ryan Bader getting a 3027 on all three cards against Rashad Evans. And the other two judges on this one were a couple favorites of this show, JJ Ferraro and Patrick Patlan. <laughs> Which almost makes me think, gosh. Where were they Saturday? Well, well, my, what I was thinking is, man, I have to go watch that fight again. Maybe Rashad won. <laughs> <laughs> I, this, is there an argument now that he won? Well, <laughs> but but yeah. I, I, I'm, I'll, I'll take it for granted at this point. We're not going to dig up old dirt for today. But the gall of the Texas Commission to continue to go forward with this man still working for them after an absolute uh, abortion of the idea of being a good official is ridiculous it is absolutely absurd i think the people who work on the texas commission should be absolutely ashamed of they what should. they did in this in this particular instance especially this they, is absolutely absurd
1: they just want to cheap out
0: i mean i don't know what they, the deal is but they
1: had how many how many judges five total judges and then however many referees they had also were judging
0: but yes every referee who so, worked this this weekend for ufc had at least one and sometimes two uh judging assignments as well
1: like Herzog, Mary Gliotta, Kerry Hatley, Jacob Montalvo. Uh, anyone else, ref? Uh, I,
0: I believe you hit all of them. But, I mean, look, I-, I will say this. Jacob Montalvo especially has a lot of experience as a judge. He's now working in Nevada as a judge. Um, at this point, he, I put him in, in at least close company with uh, uh, Brian Miner. Yeah, why wasn't he on the main the event. Well, they never put any – the they, they really don't put a whole lot of officials from the traveling kind of circle in – Texas, they don't take a whole lot. I I will say it was it was nice to see uh, that they didn't actually bring in Doug Crosby because he has worked there before, and yeah. I, that part of me was kind of like, gee, I wonder if Doug's going to show up this weekend. And he didn't. Doesn't mean he won't yeah. in the future, but he didn't. Uh, <laughs> but I feel like they probably called. And God, it almost makes me wonder: were they aware of
1: what happened? Like, do they know these things? It's like, every, every UFC event typically has four or five referees who just referee. And then seven or eight judges who just judge. In Texas, they it's decided- It's the only place. They're like, you know what? We're just going to pay eight guys for tonight, and they're going to do double duty. But the thing is, is, the, the money it.
0: doesn't even come from Texas.
1: They're just escrow. It comes right. from the UFC. That's what it is. It doesn't need to be. Like,
0: it, they, the, the UFC is the one paying them, essentially. There's, it's just kind of the well, middleman Mark, Mark Ratner. Mark Ratner's
1: still the, the liaison. Between the UFC and
0: he, he is he is the, the head of regulatory affairs for the UFC. Yeah,
1: so but he so he definitely has say in these things. He should. I don't be know how one... much
0: say he has in it.
1: Well, he should be the one bringing it to them. Say, what well, what are we doing here?
0: I would imagine he does at least have conversations like that. Yeah. I don't I don't know that for a fact, but I would imagine he definitely has those conversations and, and is trying to figure that out. But ultimately, he does, he's not in charge of their commission. He he can't make those decisions. And if we've learned anything from Texas, it's that they're going to do the things their own way. We and it's a shame. To, I, I, doing fights, I know that there are officials there who are working hard to to get better. I think we've seen some even some lesser experienced officials get their shots in the UFC at times and, and show at least a little bit of poise and, and, and doing a decent job. I think Jeff, Jeff Rexroad, who we've seen in Houston from time to time, has shown to be a, a pretty solid official so far, former fighter. Um, I, I would like to see more of that, and I hope that we're going to get a change in time. But man, if we keep putting officials in like this in situations after they have completely and royally screwed up, and just keep them working. I, I don't think there's any sort of penalty there. Why, why would they think that they shouldn't do that other than, oh, man, maybe I hurt another human. I mean, if it was me, if and I've said this on, on social media, but if this was me, if I was Frank Colazzo, if I was the one who allowed this to happen and I went back and I looked that over, I'd be like, I'm done. I messed up. I can't do this. I, I'm I'm not cut out for this job this is not for, right for me. Someone else needs to do this because they'll do it better than me. I don't care how much time you put in. The guy the guy mm-hmm. completely failed here. The, sometimes you only get one. This was sometimes right. you only get one. This is the one. I think this is absolutely the one. He should not be working anymore. Yeah, I don't I mean, think he should be working anymore. Right. We don't say this on this show very often. I don't think... Is, have I ever really said this on this we show? We don't advocate for that normally. No, we no. don't. So. But this this is a safety matter. This is this is awful. I'm, I'm not okay with this. I'm
1: really pissed off. Uh, Kevin McDonald told us when he was on the show that each bad call you treat like a bank account like a withdrawal mm. well frank Colazzo is overdrawn yeah he's he's bankrupt it's over. absolutely absolutely right like, but not bankrupt in the way that like you know a lot of people come back from
0: bankruptcy like companies and stuff we're talking yeah. about like like bankrupt like uh when you play wheel of fortune you don't have any money anymore <laughs> <Like> that kind <laughs> yeah that one that sucks <laughs> anyway um i don't know if i have much more to add to that I, th- I think i've got the rant out of my system but yeah i think we, sh- we should probably move on we're not gonna be he- we're gonna be hearing more about frank colossal a little later um because of course he did judge and sure enough on the two fights he judged he ends up uh having some contested rounds that he's involved in although not as the out judge in e- any of them hmm. but we'll get to those uh we're getting into those right now just want to go over the numbers real quick again there were 10 rounds that were split Contested rounds here, I should say. Uh, 14 out of 24 overall were unanimous, only 58.3%. Follows up uh, an- another kind of middling weekend, I suppose, maybe a little less so from when they were over in England. These things happen. They're in a little bit of a rut, but the numbers do balance out ultimately at the end of the year. I'm sure we're going to see that general 71, 72, 73% mm-hmm. uh, percentage that we still see. because we've had, We had, for a while, I think it was like 85% happening. We did.
1: We had some good solid. Some real
0: good. It, it's ebb and flow. That's how it goes. Um, two of the rounds that we're going to be talking about because they were, um, obviously, they're contested rounds. Two of them were 8-9 splits, and we'll get into those. But we have to lead off with the main event. Corey Sanhagen getting the win over Marlon Vera. 40, 50, 45, 49, 46. It sounds about right. And then 48, 47 for Cheeto.
1: Hmm. When you, when you, did you know what happened? Because I know you didn't watch this live. I knew the scores. You yeah. knew the scores. Okay. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know. I didn't read any details of the fight, how it was how Sure, went. sure. So you didn't so, have the same type of visceral reaction a lot of us did where it was like, huh? I was to be honest. I, well, I knew what happened, but I was more, I was, I was more interested in how Vera was going to react after the reading of the scores. I'm always more interested in the guy who, who's got the win, because it's like, he's probably got to be like, yo, what? Well, if you remember, when Vera lost to Song Dong, he was not happy. Mm-hmm. Not a happy camper at all. I think so he knew was he was kinda, losing this okay. week. Oh, no, he did. He, he did very not. much, he... and I mean, it's not they like, it.
0: uh, it's not like Jason Perilla was doing anything in his corner to make him think, oh, this, this is what mm-hmm. we want to see from you. Yeah. I think he knew. Mm-hmm. I think he knew what had happened. Uh, I'm sure he knew that he at least put more, you know. Put forth a better effort as later rounds came aboard, and and Corey Sanding and slowed down a little bit. But yeah, let's let's talk about these rounds. Let's start with because it's rounds three, four, and five. Three, four, <laughs> and five that are split here. So let's dive into round three after two rounds that, of course, went Corey Sanding's way. What is happening in round? three?
1: Yeah, this one's a little bit closer. I think Cheeto. He realizes he has to be more aggressive. He was, you know, busy just holding back the first two rounds a bit. Uh, I thought Sanhagen was landing some good combos, especially the, the right uppercut. Uh, that was landing some, you know, solidly. i uh, landed it quite a few times. Vera lands a nice strong one-two and a really good leg kick early. Uh, but I thought he was behind this round, never really caught up. Sanhagen kept the lead by a decently close margin. I think it is defendable to go Vera. But I'm on Sanhagen 10-9.
0: Yeah, I think this is defendable. It's it, it's a close enough round, um, competitive for sure. We hadn't seen Marlon Vera be competitive to begin with, but I did. I got the the general sense that yes, what we were seeing from Corey Sanding, it was still um, the cleaner, better strikes generally. I think yeah, Vera had probably the best shot of the of the round, right? Mm-hmm. But that's. That doesn't really always win it, and very very frequently doesn't win it for you, especially if it is competitive and doesn't lead to some sort of knockdown or mm-hmm. or, or you know rocked situation, right? That did not happen here. I, I think I think it's a lot easier to go Sanhagen personally, but yeah, close enough. Competitive, I can I can see it being split. Mm-hmm. So we're we're both on Sanhagen, right? Same as uh, Sal D'Amato saw it this way, and it was uh, apologize for that sound. Yeah, thank you for that. <laughs> Uh, that, that was just punctuating the fact that I, they, mm-hmm. the computer knew I got it right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it was uh, judges Chris Lee and Joel Ojeda who saw it for Cheeto in this round. All right. Us seeing it the way of uh, of the lone judge here, Damato. What does that mean for for Judge Damato? Couchside over. Boom. There you go. <laughs> I think I hit that one all right. You meet the computer yet? Are we gonna are we gonna hear that
1: all day. No, good. It was tell right, me. It
0: was tell me. Windows was ready to update. Oh, good to know. Yeah. Why, don't you,
1: why don't you update it that mid-show? Let's just do this yeah. later. <laughs> <laughs> no, let's get to round four. What's going on round four? Um, I thought this was an easy round to score Uh, for Sanhagen. Mm-hmm. His left hand, followed by the right uppercut, is there early. He landed good leg kicks. He's attacking the body good. I think Cheeto's getting a couple of his own through, but really nothing that strong. I think a lot of it is blocked. It's not until like 15 seconds left that Vera lands a solid one too. But Sanhagen's answering with more of his own. Uh, I don't think scoring this round for Vera is very good.
0: I would call this round competitive but clear. Yeah, cause I don't think it was close. In favor of Sanhagen. It, it's also, I would say this is the first round where we started to see kind of like a, a drop in output from Sanhagen. Mm-hmm. So it does at least make it, it opens the door for it to be a little less clear, mm-hmm. I think. But yeah, I, I think I'm with you. It, it's I, Like I said, it's competitive. But I do think it's still clear for Sanhagen. It's not the worst mm-hmm. score I've ever seen, but yeah, I, I would say in the, in the rankings of the uh, the calendar year that we've been doing this, sir, I think this probably at least makes the list of rounds we ought to revisit maybe down the I road. Did. I sent you that spreadsheet, right? You did send me a spreadsheet. Okay. Yeah, yeah we're, we're, uh, we're gonna Dan and I are gonna try a little better this year at tracking the rounds that we actually were like. I don't know about that one, man. We didn't, yeah. We don't always do a good job of that, like, you know, week to week and tracking it for the whole year. We're going to rectify that this year. Thanks to my man Dan here. Uh, but, yeah, so we both had it the same way as, uh, for Sanhagen, same as judges Lee and D'Amato. It was uh, Judge Ojeda, the, the local judge, who saw this one for Vera. And, uh, yeah, not the greatest score. I really don't think it's a strong Mm -hmm. score um but what that means too is that there's actually a tie on oh scorecard that doesn't seem to reflect the fight that we are watching especially but even beyond that the individual rounds that have transpired um
1: still feels a little weird round five though what's happening here uh through the first minute it looks like sanhagen has it in hand right here he's like back on Mm. but you know he lands some good punches early that lead to a takedown Vera does throw a couple elbows here. I thought one appeared to open a little bit of a cut on the top of Sanhagen's head here. Uh, He's throwing some up kicks that look either illegal or just hitting the shoulder and chest area of Sanhagen. Uh, Throughout this round, I thought Sanhagen uh, was winning on the feet. It's not until like 15 seconds left where Cheeto does his best Diego sanchez impersonation going absolutely bonkers uh i don't think much got through i think a, f- a couple strikes here and there got through i think it's a close round but i think it's 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 close but clear for san hagen here 10-9 san hagen.
0: i actually was pretty um torn on this one when okay. i was watching this i'll be perfectly honest i don't think it was even close but clear i thought it was just a close close round that i could see it kind of going either way with it cuz i was i was debating going 50-45 or 49-46 it was it came down to this round um i did side with you. I saw this one for Sanhagen. I thought he did just a little bit better, but yeah, this is another round that it's not low output, but it's definitely lesser output compared to what we had earlier in the fight. Mm. And again, that I think that opens the door for things to be
1: closer in general. I mean, it's po- I mean, it's possible. Sanchez lands an elbow in the clinch. Sanchez. I'm not saying uh, You still you still, still, it's still think it's Diego. I think it still think because he he looked like Diego Sanchez in the final 15 seconds of a round. Yeah, Diego lands um, on Ross Pearson, But right? yeah. yeah. Uh, Cheeto Vera landed a uh, nice elbow in the clinch at some point, well, maybe that helped push it over. I I I just think there's enough yeah. there that you could be you could absolutely give
0: this round to Vera mm. and it would be perfectly fine. I I definitely did not go that way, but I I landed on Sanhagen but really close, really close. So, um it was Ohita once again who was the out judge here as we know. He gave the last 3 rounds to Marlon Gito Vera. I I absolutely can't go get down on this guy for this one. But on the whole, and again, we we saw it the same way, you, me, as uh, Judges Lee and D'Amato. Well, I
1: can get down on him, because round four... For, for well, Vera, but, but that's, where, that's the thing. So... That you
0: can get down on that one. But this reminds me of the way I think a lot of us felt after Paul Felder got the one card from Chris Lee several years ago against Rafael dos Anjos, mm-hmm. right? Where it was 50-45, 50-45, and then 48-47 the other way, where Paul Felder even was like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> which was which is still a hilarious image. But I think this one reminds me of that in the sense that there are two rounds that I understand why they can be close, right? Mm-hmm. I can understand how you'd get to 48-47, for san hagen i think very easily like i really get it it's that fourth round and, and in the case of that other fight that we we're talking about it was around three but in this fight that just happened fourth round where it's like okay lesser agree- lesser argument i don't even think it's like just terrible i don't think it's a bad bad score it's just not a good score if we're rating it on let's say let's give it like a uh, an uber five star rating I would put this at a two, as opposed to a one.
1: Yeah, we know. For round four, it's kind of weird. Uber doesn't let you give you a zero star. Mm.
0: Um, My mom, by the way, I had to call her an Uber today because she was staying with me the last few days, and uh, so she's like five stars. She texted me at the end. I was like, great. So yeah, good job, Sandy, the driver. You
1: did great. (laughs) I mean, I'd like to hear the reason. Sandy listens to the show, by the way. Does she? He. 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 Yeah. Oh, nice. They're male, Sandy, sir. That's right. Sandy Koufax. Sandy Koufax. Mm -hmm.
0: This wasn't Sandy Koufax, anyway. Great pitcher. Super great pitcher. Really great pitcher. Yeah, we're, we're an MMA show. We should get back. It's opening day this week. I know. I know you can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. I understand. Um, yeah. No, I, I just, I don't think this is the worst of the worst scores, but I, I, it's just not a great score.
1: Um, yeah. I mean, I'd like to hear what, you know, the, the, the reasoning, you know, your viewpoint, what you see. Well. But I still don't think it's a good score. I would say. So. Texas does have a history of uh,
0: judges sometimes <laughs> losing their patience and be like, well, here's why I scored what I scored. Although, hopefully, maybe
1: one day we'll get that. My hope is,
0: <laughs> well, my hope is that Judge uh, Joel Ojeda will exercise a little bit of caution with the idea of going out on social media and explaining his score um, poorly, as is typically the case. Hopefully, he cares about his craft enough to maybe use this as a learning experience because it already happened. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've seen people in MMA media, especially our, our uh, friend of the show, Sean Sheen critical Mm -hmm. of especially the commission in this instance of putting a lesser experienced judge into a main event fight like this and i can totally understand what he's saying i still think uh judge ohita has to bear some responsibility here because you gotta rise to the occasion once you once you kind of get that assignment and i don't think he necessarily did although i say i don't think it's the worst card it's just not a great card to give 48 47 Mm -hmm. to vera I don't think you, you can't come away from this fight saying to yourself, yeah, I watched 25 minutes of that fight and I really think Marlon Chito Vera won the fight. You can't, you can't say that. Mm -mm. And I, and it's, it's super, super hard to justifiably get three rounds for Vera in this
1: fight. Well, then there's no shot at someone going one, two. No, no, no. Oh my God.
0: Well, thank. That would be bad. Let's thank our lucky stars that that didn't happen. Yeah. All right. But yeah, it's not, it's not great. It would have been nice if maybe the Texas Commission cared enough to, let's say, put Jacob Montavo as the third judge here, right? Alongside Chris Lee and Sal We have three judges who are experienced. They've worked in Nevada. I think that would be the better way to do it if I was the one Mm -hmm. making the assignments and that kind of thing. I don't know what the Texas mentality is in terms of the Texas Commission, in terms of how they assign things. I know they certainly love to give referees one (laughs) shot to judge or two. For whatever reason, especially on UFC cards, it's, it's very weird, but okay.
1: Very weird. <sighs> at,
0: the, at the very least, give a little bit of credence to that main event here. I mean, it's, it's the one everyone is showing up for. It's the one that, in theory, has the most meaning on a grander scale. Like, all these fights mean something to somebody, but this is something that impacts the grander scheme of MMA. And at least we have two competent judges here in, in Judges D'Amato and Lee that ended up on the right side. Mm -hmm. and the right man got the win but how much of this put it this way if Corey sanhagen doesn't win this this is the biggest robbery in the last 10 years it'd be big robbery yeah yeah this would be this would be the biggest robbery in the last 10 years but thankfully we did not have that we have three judges for a reason and two of them got it right so again thank our lucky stars right All right, let's let's move on to a lot of split decisions. It was uh, it was a it was a Texas card. I warned you it was a Texas card, right? Yeah. When I texted you, I said we got a, we got a show. That was why. But we have three other splits that we're going to talk about. Split decisions, starting with Macy Barber getting the win over Texas gal Andrea Lee. 30-27, 29-28, and 29-28 the other way for Lee. So that means we've got two rounds to talk about. Round one had already been scored unanimously for Macy Barber. Although, I'll be honest, Dan, I don't know what you thought. I actually thought there was a decent argument for Andrea Lee I in disagree. that round. I actually, I did. I did. You scored
1: it for Lee in round yeah, one? Yeah, yeah, I did. Oh, no, I don't I don't see that. I, I, it's close. It's
0: absolutely close. I mean, close. we can like, talk about it. No, I don't want to go deep into it. Okay. I, I would just say I, I, just because all three landed on the same page doesn't mean Someone couldn't see it the other way. I accept that, and that's fine. I'm. I don't think it's wrong. Um. But I. I when I did watch it, and I even knew the scores at that point. I, I went back and watched this later after knowing the result. And I watched the first round. and I'm like, that's. I could see that one being for Lee. I think mm-hmm. I'm gonna go. It would be really close round. I really thought so. I mean, I think. I think Barbara put a stamp on it. Fair enough. That agree With to the, disagree, my friend. All right. Round two is where we're actually going to start because this one is split. So what's happening?
1: Uh, pretty slow start, but Barbara lands a couple leg kicks. Good one too. Andrea Lee has a good one too of her own. Pretty even on the feet until Barber starts landing some solid shots to the head. They land simultaneous leg kicks—uh, not leg kicks, just kicks with their legs up upstairs to the head. Kicks with their legs. Yeah. huh? Okay. Uh, Lee's is a bit better. Uh, but then Barbara starts tagging her, and you know she's getting over aggressive. Gets taken down at the half guard. Lee lands like one good hammer fist and hammer fist and like a scramble. Uh, but did other she than... land that hammer fist with her fist? Yeah. Okay. She did. Good. Just clarifying. Oh, of course, of course. Yeah. <laughs> but other than that i think barber has the more effective offense land with more impact throughout the round i think 10-9 barber yeah i think so too close round though i i, I think you can make the closer round close i would say it's close i think it's
0: fine closer around yeah closer okay fine you want to say that it's yeah. fine um but yeah i i went for barber as well and uh so that meant we agreed with frank colazzo okay mm-hmm. fine maybe he's a better judge Mm-hmm. At least nobody's arm breaks and they don't go out conscious because he's judging. So there's that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we sided with him and uh, referee Dan Mergliata. Mm-hmm. I thought Tan Dan nailed this fight. <laughs> to be honest, I thought totally <laughs> he nailed it. <laughs> well, we'll get to that in just a moment, of course. But yeah, so yeah, I, I had this one as uh, as a barber round like you. It was Chris Lee who was split off on his own. Lee saw it for Lee. That feels, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I think Chris Lee's, I think he's, I think he's giving favoritism here. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, little Leon Lee, uh, favoritism, right? But no, close round. I, I, I think it's a perfectly fine score to go that way. So
1: round three, final round. What's happening here? Barbara comes out fast. She lands a real strong right hand and then gets taken down by Lee. They scramble. Lee gets on the back for a couple seconds but before she's shucked off, uh, Barbara on the feet. I think she's winning the exchanges. Lee's getting takedowns and doing absolute zilch with them. I think Barbara wins this for being the more effective fighter on the feet, where all the infective offense happened.
0: Now this is the round where um, Lee's face, or excuse me, Barbara's face got busted up a little bit,
1: right? Her nose was bleeding a little bit. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I, I was pretty sure that that occurred. I was it a? I think it was a something in the like kind of in the exchange when they were going down, right? Possibly. That's what it looked like. Um, but I mean, obviously, it's kind of hard to tell, and you do really need to know what strike happened. So. If a judge doesn't see exactly what caused that, then it's a little tough, right? But I did give a little bit of... Because of the damage there. I think there's damage that you got to score, and I think it was a close round to begin with. So I did see this one for Lee, but again, this is, I think, another really close
1: fight. Another really close round, excuse me. Mm, I just don't see it that way. I see Barbara as being the effective fighter, actually doing something offensive. I think Lee landed like 12 strikes this fight. 12 significant strikes. <laughs> As you like to say that's not I, actually I that's not actually the case on the well, numbers though. what were the numbers? The numbers
0: are actually very close in each round. Um I'll pull it up uh but if you wanted to keep talking for just a moment I'll get you that number.
1: Yeah, I think Barber I think Barber's the one actually fighting here. I think Lee was just kind of holding position. Staying on top. I yell at Brendan Fitzgerald. He starts he goes he starts yelling. You, you have beef with Brendan he Fitzgerald. He goes he says something Lee has made the most of her opportunities from these positions. and She I, has absolutely not. And I woke the dog up by yelling, <laughs> no, she's not. What are you talking about? The dog looked at me like, what are you talking about?
0: <laughs> I'm sleeping over here. Did you apologize to Radar? Yes, I did. All right, good. <laughs> um, look, so first off, the numbers, you because you asked for them. Round one, Macy Barber outlands her significant strikes. 17 to 12 round two it's 17 to 15 and then round three it's 14 to 12 so barbara outlands in every round but in the final two she outlands by only two significant strikes each time i think that's wrong. she's targeting that's uh, not the fight i saw well a lot of the strikes that lee lands are credited to the body and legs okay so you know is it a case where you're maybe not giving as much credence to the the work done to other areas but you're only concerned with the
1: the head strikes possibly well, if the other two aren't shown any effect, yeah. And in
0: fact, there are actually
1: only 10 strikes landed to the head by Andrea Lee. So She could have won this fight easily had she just started doing something when she was on the ground. She oh, had plenty of, of offen- uh, offensive opportunities. You will get there. no argument so,
0: from me, sir, because that is absolutely true. That's something that has to be pointed out is I don't give a whole lot of credit to what Andrea Lee did in this fight to what she did on the ground. Because when she gets it down there, she is just holding on. And I mean, I don't know if she's like meticulously and, and ever so slowly trying to set up some sort of arm triangle isolation of the the head and arm there, but it's not getting remotely close to anything. She's barely like she mixes in like one knee or one elbow to the body like here or there per takedown. There's just not a lot going on there. And if she wants to win it from those positions, you got to mix in more like I sided with her in two out of three rounds. I don't necessarily feel like she won the fight just because I gave her two of the three rounds. I think she this is an absolutely gigantic missed opportunity for her because she should have been able to make this a much cleaner win. And she absolutely didn't. So I'm perfectly fine with especially the the result going the way of Macy Barber. Like you said, there was there was an actual urgency to really fight throughout this fight. But I I think it's okay to give two out of three rounds to Andrea
1: Lee. Hmm. I do. I like Dan out of scorecard. That's fine. You can you can you can hang out me, with Tan Dan all you want. Me and Dan are on the same page. There you go. Well, you guys can
0: can go to the uh, the Seaside Heights Boardwalk together. Go get some funnel cakes. Midway cheesesteaks. Midway cheese. There you go. Go for it. Um, summers on. Summers I would say around the corner, but it's three months away. <laughs> Oops.
1: <laughs> one more day weekend. How far along is that? I, I mean, if you want to two go one more day, yeah, two months. Fine, whatever.
0: But yeah, I, I, I think it's fine. I, I don't have a problem with this being a split decision. I have no problem with Macy Barber getting the win. I have no problem with Andrew Lee.
1: Honestly, I'm disappointed we're not giving the Dan
0: a couch side override. I'm sorry. i really <laughs> expected that, to be honest. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. You just, you're, you give favoritism mm. to all the Dans. Mm. I think that's what it is. It's a Dan side override. I like that.
1: Yeah, there yep. you go.
0: That, that means nothing. That has no weight.
1: Tan Dan is worth two people. <laughs> you know what? He's
0: he, he's probably twice the man of of uh Jason Herzog but only in size. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cuz as we know Jason Herzog could dance uh circles around Dan Mergliata. He's a good dancer. Fleet of foot. Yes. That's all I'm saying. That's right. Yeah. All right, we got to move on. We've got we've got five more rounds to go. Uh all separate fights here, but two of them are split decisions. Let's start with uh Albert Durayev who got the win over Chidi Enguwani. A very natural split decision here. 29-28's all around, 2 for Durayev, 1 for Enjo Kawani, It was
1: round two that was split. What happened? Yeah, you? I was a little, I was a little torn on this, but I mean, only because it was a low output round, not uh, a big round. You're right. Uh, very close. And Enjo Kowani landed. Uh, he was landing some good jabs, uh, but I thought Derive was returning fire with the heavier shots. I go Derive on immediate immediate impact and thought you know he had a couple good leg kicks. You know, wasn't really all that much to score.
0: I think you scored this just because uh, Damergliada also gave it to Duryev, and did I'm pretty he? sure. Yes, he he's did. on this fight too. Oh yeah, yeah, you are just giving favoritism once again. You sure he's on it? Yes. Oh, well, he, he is on it. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. All right. Works I make for me. it up. Works for me. Well, I'm glad you checked me because sometimes you, you never know. Oh. Uh, humans, humans make errors. <laughs> you know, sometimes people you know pass out and have their arms broken as a result of errors. But you yeah. know, mine, mine didn't cost anybody their health, so that was good. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, you and I saw it the same way. I saw it for Duryev. I, I, I actually felt pretty okay with this being a derive round. It was close, but like it's there was no reason it couldn't go the other way because of the 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 level of output there, but I felt pretty comfortable with my score. Okay. Going for Deriave here same as uh Sal D'Amato and again, Tandan. Dan. Uh, it was uh Chris Lee who was the out judge on this one for Angel Kwani. Nothing wrong with that. I yeah, get I got it. I no issue. Just not a great fight. Sometimes we get those. Uh, but let's move on to someone who is no stranger to split decisions in Texas. That is Trevin Giles. <laughs> got the win over uh, Preston Parsons. 29, 28s all around. came down to round three. So what is going on in round
1: three, my man? Yeah, this was a crazy round. Uh, Parsons comes out, like a crazy a, round. comes out like a wild man after they check his eye. He's like, oh, they might stop this. I better go try to kill him right now. Uh, he, I thought he landed some good shots to the head here. And I thought when he ended his combinations with those low calf kicks, I thought those calf kicks were really solid. Uh, Giles has landed some really solid straights. And, you know, it's no wonder I, Parsons' eye is battered right now. Uh, I don't think it's newer damage though. I think that damage is already there. Has you know, they checked the eye before the round started. Uh Par- Parsons continues to land that low kick and you know he's making it a dirty fight. Gets the fight to the ground quickly mounts after that. Uh locks up an arm triangle. Seems a bit too high. May not be the tightest of arm triangles. Giles escapes. Uh Parsons moves to mount. Giles ends up on top after pushing off the cage. Just just a couple more exchanges. <laughs> it's a wild <laughs> uh, just really wild fight. I, I think Parsons does win it. Uh, so I got it for ten nine him, but really close, I thought.
0: Yeah, really close. I there. I feel like there's compelling arguments to be made for both men, which isn't always the case in a split decision or a split round. You know, it's like sometimes it's like, well, it's just a close round. And it's like you know, you just kind of saw it that way. But I feel like you can build like a compelling argument for each person, and then say, okay, well, which one did you did you favor better? Almost, it's it's, it's a tough thing, right? Um, Parsons lands certainly a lot more to the head. I think I think he's basically headhunting the the head there in this round, whereas Giles is still mixing up to all targets, and I think that's kind of one of those things, but he did i mean he definitely hurt Parsons. it's just parsons uh it, it's tricky. How much weight do you give to that arm triangle attempt i don't I don't give as much.
1: I don't think it was close enough. I mean it was in it didn't look all it that was great. in, but he was just a little high, so but I don't think he's finishing it. i guess I guess that's where submissions are, are tricky. I mean you got to still score it as an attack sure but like
0: how deep is the i think you have to create a degree you
1: know it's deep it's it's a deep attack i think it really probably ultimately comes down to how well you grade that yeah one adjustment and it's probably tap or sleep mm-hmm. but like but from what he did have without making the adjustment it's not gonna end the fight right so, and if that's
0: the case i mean what's what's going on here i mean I've, I've seen you kind of be critical of guys who are just cooking people you know
1: with, with submissions I like, too. I like well I'm a fan of that actually <laughs> that's enough. my style you but did. as far as no, but, I understand that but but in terms of as far as trying to actually finish I think he was trying to finish he just didn't have it perfect but we don't grade effort we grade you know I know but it is an attack actions. I mean it, it is it's it's an attack that has to be respected and defended it's I guess it's like a head kick that partially gets through I mean, it doesn't rock the guy, but you still got to score it. Yeah, I'm not saying we ignore uh, it, but I, I guess I gave
0: less credence to it, and I think okay. that's part of the reason why I was able to go to Giles in this one. But it's really close. This is, like I said, kind of you can make arguments either way. I think for them, um, but I, I did ultimately go with Giles, who did get the win. Same uh, same score for me as as uh, judges Gino Garcia and Jacob Montalvo. You saw it as Sal D'Amato did for Parsons. But Parsons, man, his face is kind of beat up here. You can understand why. He took a lot of damage oh, he here. You know, f- The physical damage there is is present. That didn't help his case. And it was definitely this round that a lot of that was getting suffered into. You could tell. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Tricky. Tricky. Uh, great fight. Someone had to lose. Fun fight. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Less fun fight next, but also pretty impressive. Uh, Holly Holm getting the win over Giannis Santos. Uh, now wife of Tiago Santos, who is in action this weekend. We'll talk about him in a little bit. Um, But Holly Holm got the win. Unanimous decision. Won all the rounds, no question. 30-27 twice, but a 30-26 also. It was round two that is the discrepancy on uh, degree of victory. Why are we talking about round
1: two? Yeah, one-way traffic the whole round. On the feet, I thought Holm uh, landed better shots uh, for the brief time that it was there. Uh, She gets the body lock, drags her straight down into side control yana recovers half guard and from here she's kind of landing just pitter patter um but eventually she passes to side control she's looking for the crucifix a couple pitter patter shots here and there uh i think it's definitely we where we have dominance i believe mm-hmm. um and we're not quite at a 10-8 yet but then she finally does achieve the crucifix for for a brief like five seconds and from here i thought she landed some good shots um moved to mount to close out the round. I thought she was landing some decent shots when she first got to mount. I think she definitely has duration dominance and I think she has just enough damage to get the 10-8 for me. Yeah, I gave the 10-8. I
0: understand this is not I mean even I said this uh on social media at the time. Not a high damage round necessarily, but yeah, I mean I still went with the 10-8 cuz you have the discretion, right? Um I felt good about going the 10-8 here because especially there's just nothing coming from Santos.
1: She didn't earn that nine in any way just hung out She's, she,
0: she was lost
1: defended her face for as long as she could
0: straight up lost on the ground <laughs> it, it it was it was unfortunate too um yeah i i'm i'm good with my eighth score here i think this is the right score here to be perfectly honest but it's 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 unfortunate because years ago this would have been an easy 10-8 and now we have that muddled it, how high did the damage oh, get the and muddied, waters. And muddied waters for sure i think a lot of judges would pull the eight here I think even some judges might go back and be like, hey, on second look, yeah, this one really ought to be an eight. The criteria really ought to reflect that, you know? I, I don't know. I, I, I'm kind of just troubled by the fact that we're at this point where a round like this can actually be debated as an eight or a nine. This should mm-hmm. just be an eight. But I know why we're here, so I do not fault Judges D'Amato and, and Jason Herzog, our typical referee, uh, who was judging this one. Um uh, I think this was actually his first MMA decision scorecard, if wow. I'm not mistaken. <laughs> I think that's what uh, MMA decisions had tweeted out. So very interesting there. Yeah, I don't fault them. But it's again, it, I think the, it reflects the greater issue that we have with the criteria hmm. of, well, not the not criteria especially, but the way um, it's been normalized, especially in commissions like Nevada, to maybe this isn't innate because there's not, someone getting their butt kicked and that's not really what happened in this round so yeah but i'm gonna go with my eight here same as chris lee same as you what's that mean for lee couch that over
1: all right yeah it was a good one
0: (laughs) uh two more rounds here and next one we have is another eight nine split that Mm -hmm. was in cj vergara who came back to win this fight in round two after getting potentially ten aided in the first round By Daniel Lacerda. So we're talking about a Lacerda 8 or a 9
1: in round one. What's happening here? Well, Yeah, Lacerda's pace is just crazy. Uh, Definitely ahead. uh, Not by the biggest of margins until he, you know, lands that spinning kick and rocks Vergara. uh, And then Vergara starts running laps around the octagon. Uh, Lacerda finally catches up to him and drops him with a right hand. Vergara takes another lap around the octagon. And uh, Lacerda waffles him again with another spinning head kick. Uh, I think he had him hurt pretty bad, and he kept landing good shots. Uh, Lacerda, you know, trying to finish, basically gassed himself out, uh, and he had to get a takedown. Uh, he did move to the back, though, and he, I thought he sunk in a pretty tight rear naked choke. Unable to finish. Uh, Vergara had moments, but man, uh, that's a 10-8. There are a lot of reasons so. this is a
0: 10-8, yeah. Um, this is not the type of round we were just talking about as a potential 10-8. This one has the damage. More than anything. And Um, dominance, I think. And dominance, yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's a total outclassing in in the striking phase here. We have, it leads to Vergara not just backpedaling, not just trying to, like, reset or go somewhere. He's straight up running laps. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's putting his Michael Johnson on. And and I don't mean the UFC, Michael Johnson. I'm talking about Atlanta 96, Mm. golden shoes, Michael Johnson, who's probably my favorite sprinter ever. I don't know if you have a favorite sprinter, but he's mine. I've never thought about it. Well, you should. I recommend Michael Johnson.
1: Usain Bolt. That's fair. Can't fault it. Remember there was talks of him coming to be a wide receiver? I do remember that. He would have got lit up. It would have been so bad.
0: It would have been horrible. It would have been horrible. (laughs) I'm so glad he didn't do that. He played soccer. He actually played some soccer. Oh, did he? Yeah, I did. He did. Excuse me. I didn't play soccer. I'm not good. I coached my kids' team, though, yeah, yeah, he had fun. That's good. Mm-hmm. We weren't very good, but that's okay. We had a fun time. No one's very good in first grade or second grade, <laughs> <laughs> at least not around North Jersey. But anyway, um, yeah, I had an eight here. I felt really good about this one. There's really there's no reason that I can think that Vergara certainly earned his nine. Uh felt like he was trying to give the nine, give the nine away. Be like, here's an eight. Here's an eight. As he was <laughs> running away, just drop it and be like, take this and go. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I, I feel really good about giving this eight here. It was the local judges, Gino Garcia and again, Joel Ojeda, who saw this one as a 10, nine for Lacerda. I I don't know if that's just we, we typically don't see local judges from Texas giving out uh eights. It just is so rare. It almost feels like a mandate not to. I don't know if that's the case, but it's rare enough that it just doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. And this is—I wouldn't say this is like Exhibit Eight of what an Eight is. It, there, it's probably still not quite like "Come on, guys!" material, but it's pretty close. Mm. But what does that mean for uh, Judge Damato, who who did give the Eight as as I think was the right score? that over. Is that the second one for uh, Judge Damato? Got today? two this time. He got two today. Wow. Mm. Oof, we got a lot of letters to mail out. <laughs> I hope they get there, too. By the way, apropos of nothing, I actually have a letter that I hope gets uh, to its destination I have sent out. Did I tell you that T-Mobile is sending my son mail to try and become a customer? My son is seven.
1: Hmm. So I
0: want him removed from their database. I'm like, yeah, you're going to do that for me. So I, I reached out to their privacy department by email. Didn't answer me, so now I'm writing a letter. Because mm-hmm. old-fashioned letter writing. Maybe that gets the job done. We'll see. <laughs> uh, moral of the story is don't send my kid mail. No mail. No mail for my kid. Unless it's money. <laughs> He'll take it. <laughs> one more round. Last one here. Daniel Pineda getting the win over Tucker Lutz. Round two submission. But round one was split.
1: What's going on in here? Uh, close round, but uh, is chewing up Lutz's leg with kicks. And-, and Lutz is landing some good shots upstairs every time he throws the kick. But, you know, I think the, the effectiveness is showing with the leg. Um, but Lutz may have a slight edge until Pineda drops him with a right hand. Yeah. <laughs> and then after that, is just landing his own shots upstairs hard, and he takes the round 10-9.
0: Yeah, I think so. I think it a knockdown does not always make the round, but here, I think it I think it. it wasn't just a knockdown and he popped back up. It's like, uh, he was really hurt there. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just kind of get stumbled a little bit or like maybe you're just kind of off balance and, and it catches you, but you pop back up here. He fell in such a way It's like, oh, that hurt him, but he just recovered so well, mm-hmm. uh, Lutz did. I think Pineda, it, it changed the course of the round 100%, and that type of effect from the strike, uh, I think is so clear. That I feel really good about this one being a panada round, <laughs> so I I, I felt good about this one again. Let's let's had really good offense for most of the round. It's just or for up until that point anyway. Mm-hmm. It's just there's a clear demarcation point, and I think that means there is a clear winner to this round. And I feel like it's clear enough that this is a penado round. Yep. Do, do you think that's fair? I like panada Yeah, yeah, I do. Uh, do, so did Chris Lee. So did good God Frank Colazzo. Why are we always agreeing with Frank Colazzo? Yeah. I guess maybe he's the best judge in Texas, just the worst ref. He's a better judge than a ref. But that's for sure. You know what? If the guy wants to keep working, keep keep him in the chair. Keep him in the chair. But don't don't put him in a referee mm-hmm. uh role again. I never want to see that. I hope it never happens. Um Joel this is not a good score. This is actually I think this is the worst score. Uh, out of out of the uh, out of the ones uh, we talked about, I think this I is worse than any of the ones from. But I, think I think round it's... four is the worst. No, I I think this is. I want this added to the end of the year. I want to revisit want this later. This yeah, I, I, do. I do. I do. We'll, no, no, we'll I do. It, I don't think it was that bad. I do. I don't. All maybe right. maybe I'm emotional. Maybe I'm tired. Maybe I'm cranky. Maybe you shouldn't be sending my kid mail. Yeah, don't send him mail. Don't do it. He's seven. That's it. Send him money.
1: Stop s- yeah.
0: Send him... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But, but yeah, I I just I don't think I actually do think that this is worse than giving round four to uh Marla Vera I really mm, do I, okay. I think it's clear enough I think there's like there's uh, such a clear point here which is why it crosses over to the point where like this is supposed to be the round you know mm. it's yeah. supposed to be this is the most impactful the most effective striking display of the round it happens from that point onward and I think it should be clear so yeah that's why I'm a little more uh emotional about last one I guess okay. so. but again send my kid money <laughs> that's it for the rounds uh we only have three finishes and none of them were in the first round <laughs> oh that was that was a weird one we only had 10 mm-hmm. fights we still had 24 rounds uh overall one was a tko two were submissions so for like the eighth time in a row we don't have more tkos or kos than submission i think last week was tied that's like as close as it's gotten in two months okay it's pretty wild i like that um a lot of subs a lot of subs watch next time ufc comes back in two weeks nine knockouts no submissions, no even attempts. I'm calling it now. No submission attempts. <laughs> That's brave. All right, it's not going to happen. But anyway, uh, don't take that to the bank. Of those three finishes,
1: we're going to pick two of them. Which one do you have, Nate Land, we're Going zero to sixty real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, to quote Brendan Fitzgerald. Okay. Who was corrected by Michael Bisping? Tell him it's zero to a hundred, Brendan. Oh God. <laughs> keep, no, keep that over overseas. It's zero to a hundred. No, you go zero to a hundred real quick. That's the song. Yeah, but zero to to 60? What song? There's a Drake song. Oh, no. See, I I don't listen to Drake. Zero to 60 is referencing a car. We're not doing that. I thought that's what we were doing. We're going zero to 100. Zero to 100? That is the saying. Okay. Let
0: me just say something about Drake real quick. What? Now, I like Drake because he is a Raptors fan like myself. And it was a lot of fun watching the Raptors win the championship and, and hugging the coach and doing all the goofy stuff. I think he ruined hip hop.
1: Okay. Yeah, interesting. I Whatever.
0: Anyway, <laughs> there, that's my hot take for the day. <laughs> okay. Drake ruined hip hop. Right. Go on.
1: Anyway, he rear naked
0: <laughs> chokes awesomely, Yes,
1: yes, he does. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was that was that was a fun. That was an, an uncharacteristic performance from Nate Landwehr. A little like maturity in his game.
1: Well, I mean, yeah. Well, he still was bleeding. Yeah,
0: but you know, he didn't so. go bonkers. He actually just yeah. kept his composure and managed to get a finish. He doesn't usually get a finish. All right, it's good on him. What was your favorite? I liked C J Vergara getting the uh, comeback victory. After I mean, he had a terrible (laughs) round one. He was just running.
1: Take the eight. Take the eight. That's what he said. That was a direct quote. I was a little down on his finish.
0: It's not that the finish wasn't necessarily all that great, but just the fact that, I mean, my God, was he on his way to a 10-7? He was working his way
1: there. He (laughs) looks like he was on his way to a 10-7. I I hated the fact that he just ignored the knee bar that that Lacerda was like, here, please knee bar me. (laughs) And he just completely ignored in favor of punches. And I I said, he likes to hit things, man. He likes to hit things we needed. It's great we that he needed, rallied, but we needed a strikes-based finish. He
0: knew that. I guess. That was the only one we were trying to, He's he, trying to be he, different this fa- year. Second fight <laughs> of the night. Second fight of the night, he said, I, I know this is lining up. A lot of decisions. There's going to be a couple submissions. I'm mm. going to throw in a TKO. Mm. That's what he did. Because at that point, he could do whatever he wanted to Dan Lacerda, who was barely competent in this fight at this point. He was so drained, so tired, and getting beat up so
1: i was actually kind of i was like oh my goodness we're gonna see a calf slicer i was kind of excited i mean i was um, i was
0: sitting there like hoping he doesn't get brain damage but also kind of selfishly wanting to see a 10-7 actually occur <laughs> i don't want i was don't on. wish it on a person because that's like a bad amount of damage to get if you actually get a 10-7 but i mean it's just i'm just morbidly curious about 10
1: how many fights have we had that went 10-8 one way and then 10-8 the other way in the next round and then uh, even going into the
0: third, it's rare. I I mean I can I don't, I don't have one in my head, but I can think of, I can picture like looking at mm. those scores on MMA decisions. Okay. There's like there's got to be at least one fight that like I could I could dig up if I looked hard enough. Mm. But, but yeah, it's very very rare, of course. But that is it for UFC San Antonio. A lot to un- unpack from that uh, event here. We've got a bit to look forward to in the coming week too, because Friday is Bellator and Saturday for the first time in months PFL is back.
1: All right, I like snuck PFL. up on me. I like PFL.
0: As you know, I didn't even realize it was it was literally this Saturday until I I knew it was April one, but I didn't realize April one was this Saturday. Yeah, I mean,
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna be watching on delay because <laughs> it's WrestleMania night. Sure, one. of course. So gotta watch the fake fights first. Yeah, I mean the ones I'm interested in mostly to see who, live. Who do
0: you want to see live? What do you mean? Who do you which which ones do you want to see? Are or are you talking about fights?
1: I'm talking about. I
0: thought you were talking about WrestleMania. I am talking about WrestleMania. What do you? Who do you want to see on WrestleMania? Who's like the person you want to see or, fight uh, or I'm interested in WrestleMania superstar, right? Is that the right term? Superstar. WWE superstar. Yeah.
1: Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes. Okay. Really hope they keep the belt on Roman. Uh huh. Because um, I think they they botched that whole Sami Zayn angle. Who's who's uh um, who's Stone Cold going against this year? Stone. I hope he makes an appearance. I don't know if he. I don't think he's scheduled to be there.
0: I hope he doesn't compete or quote unquote compete. Cause last year was not particularly. strong. That was
1: McMahon's fault. I can't. He's he literally fell down. Old. He can't yeah. take a bump anymore. I mean, he's embarrassing for so many reasons. But so. yeah, that's his fault. Well, I'm not gonna give be. Him, give him someone who could work. If and Stone Cold could still go.
0: Put it. Let me. Here's a question for you, because I, as you know, I don't watch any wrestling. Who is like now? And I know you don't even watch that much either. You just like watching WrestleMania yeah. mostly. Yeah. But like, if you know the answer, who is like the one that would be like? Scott's looking to tune in because he might watch a, like, Hardy Boys-level, like, super fun match. What would what would that be?
1: Oh, super fun?
0: Yeah. Oh, I like... AEW
1: watching the Young Bucks. No, no, no. no. I'm talking about um, WrestleMania. Oh, on WrestleMania. Is there, like, nothing? Logan like... Paul's pretty awesome. Does he really? <laughs> he really is. He's, he's fun. Okay. Um, you, like, you like High Flyers?
0: Yeah, I guess so. Sure.
1: Because ah. if
0: I watch them do, like, technical wrestling... On the like when I say technical wrestling i mean technical pro wrestling mm. um it's like it it's it just doesn't uh, it doesn't fill my like need for like wow that was impressive mm. because I watch real fights and we watch people like get beat to heck and be like take the eight take the eight <laughs> but like there's something different about a dude jumping 40 feet down to try and land another human that's like holy crap that's intense yeah so ricochets probably crazy high flyer it sounds like it for the name like. sure uh never heard of ricochet
1: there's a, i forget their names they're a tag team uh the, the street profits i think they're called street profits okay they're kind of high flying a little bit all right they're they got some athleticism all right good to know yeah
0: well no one else cares because they're they're looking forward to bellator of course in pfl right bellator uh, uh let's say a a, a more low-key bellator this time yeah a low-key 17 fight card <laughs> it's low-key seven like, come fight. on but like but it's 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 17 fights but also it's headlined by Marcelo Golm and daniel james at heavyweight never heard of either this of is them. i've heard of Golm. i actually don't know much about daniel james to be fair um but yeah this is this is possibly the most skippable bellator card that i have seen come along in a very long time in terms of my interest personally uh i'll, I'll certainly check it out I'd rather watch that than WrestleMania. Oh, this is Friday night. WrestleMania Saturday, right? Mm-hmm. I won't. I won't even have to choose between. Not that I would. Um, but yeah, this one's in California. <laughs> the only other fight that I actually you know, was looking forward to, and probably even more, definitely more than main event, is Katzenano and Liam McCourt, because at least the winner of that might challenge for uh, the title. You know how crazy it
1: is hmm. that how like skippable this fight is. What's that? Tapology's main page fast forwards to. Th- you know how they show the event. Yeah. The the event on their homepage is UFC 287. Oh, well, see that's not fair. It's they shouldn't jumping, skip. They shouldn't skip, skip past PFL. It's skipping two pel- uh, PFL events. <laughs> I don't think that's fair. <laughs> I don't think that's fair. Um, I mean, that's just I their did, choice. That's a determined editor- I, I, I am choice. a big fan of John Salter. I like the way he fights. Okay, you know what? So, that's fair. I, that's a decent fight. I would. Uh, Who's he fighting again? Aaron Jeffrey. Okay. So i uh,
0: Sal- Salter's solid. He's been around a long time. You remember him, of course, because he fought Dan Miller. Yeah. Yeah. You remember everything about Dan and Jim Miller. <laughs> What's their social security numbers? Oh, you know oh. what? No, don't don't tell everybody, because then oh, their okay. kids are going to mail. We don't want yeah, don't kids them the to get kids mail. Yeah, don't give the kids a mail. Just send the money. <laughs> um, yeah, Zingano and Leah McCourt. I think it would be interesting if Zingano finally gets, like, to the title fight against Chris Cyborg, should she resign, which I would expect she would, uh, at 145 pounds. Because Kat Zingano has said she's want this fight for a very long time, and it's not yet materialized. So it would be nice to just, like, let's just see it. Let's just get it off the board and see if it finally happens. Sure. That's That's kind of what I want. Um, that's Friday night, starts at uh 10 p.m. Eastern Time, main card, Showtime. Uh, PFL though, Saturday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, main card, and it's the featherweights and the light heavyweights kicking it off. The main event being Brendan Loftname, the winner of last season's 45 pound season million dollar winner mm-hmm. against Marlon Marais, who's coming off a knockout loss to Shaman Morais, which feels mean to put him against Brendan Loftname now. Hmm. Does this feel mean to you? Is this is bad matchmaking. Um, I think so. Perhaps.
1: is it a tournament fight though? It is. Is it randomized? It's, it's the season. Is it randomized?
0: How random do you think these are? I don't know. How random do you think <laughs> these matchups are, sir? I'm just just gonna leave it
1: at that. Maybe they were looking for their most uh biggest name. Wasn't wait? Wasn't Shane Burgos supposed to be on the Shane card? Burgos is fighting at lightweight. Right, but, oh, so he's on the next one. He's
0: fighting. I think he's on the last one of the PFL season. PFL three. Yeah, PFL three. Oh, okay. Yeah, it, I was actually talking with him uh, about this when I learned about it a few weeks ago, and uh, it seems like it's more of a a life choice to make it a lot easier to go through this one mm-hmm. season. Especially he's coming off a knee injury. Uh, I don't think it was a big one, but but it, I believe it was a knee injury. Um, but nonetheless, like that's just going to make it a lot easier for him to make it through four mm-hmm. uh, weight cuts mm-hmm. in a season. He cuts a. Lot. He's a big guy, so he cuts a lot of weight. I like the idea of him fighting at lightweight anyway. So, but yeah, that's not, that's why, that's why we're not seeing something like that happen. And we'll okay. we get, uh, Sam Burgos in a couple of weeks later. But yeah, this just feels like mean matchmaking. <laughs> and not Marlon Marias, I mean, not for nothing. I thought he was the best bantamweight in the world a few years ago. I really did, but he's lost so many fights in a row by knockout. He's now fighting up in weight. Already lost by knockout there for this promotion just a few months ago. What are we doing?
1: Come I don't on. know. This is,
0: I don't, I don't like it. But yeah, so <laughs> I think you can guess how I think this fight's going to go. But I am more interested. This is a great matchup. Rob Wilkinson, who won 205 pounds last year in PFL, <laughs> going against Thiago Santos coming over from UFC, who's yeah, and undoubtedly in the back nine of his career, probably on a whole like 16 ish, right? But oh, yeah, he's almost 40. I would see him as he should be viewed as the favorite coming into this season. No, no offense to Rob Wilkinson. He should at least be viewed as the favorite to come in. Because this is someone who has been fighting the best in the world and
1: been competitive. Yeah, he split decision versus John Jones. Lost, a few years ago, yeah. a few knee surgeries before. Lost to Glover, Rakic, Ankaraev, and hurt Jamal some Hill. of these guys
0: in these fights, yeah. So those five losses, are... nothing to sneeze at. Yeah, I mean. This is going to say a lot about Rob, where Rob Wilkinson is in the world stage, so I'm very curious to see how this goes. I, I don't write him off by any means, but I think the target is probably on Thiago Santos' back for this one that, and i like him fighting at 205 still he was you know he used to fight at 85 years ago he's been at 205 for a while uh it's nice that even he doesn't have to think about it in pfl because they don't have an 85 mm-hmm. although i still think that what pfl should do to be different is they should do seasons for the weight classes that other promotions don't use they should do 165 175 195 and 225 can you compete in both tournaments I don't think so. I don't think oh. they would do that. That'd be a lot. Hmm. But nonetheless, I think that'd be really cool if they, if they, and rather than building up their champions at 205, and it's like, hey, look, we have PFL's winner at 205. It's like, come on, guys. <laughs> no one's looking at him as better than anybody else. No offense to Rob Wilkinson. Once again, I feel like I'm just dissing Rob Wilkinson like all over the place. <laughs> I think what he's done is remarkable to to resuscitate his career, win a million dollars last year. He's legit, but no one is saying he's a top 10 in the UFC and, and probably not even a top five in, in Bellator at this point. Because hmm. Be- Bellator has a very good 205 pound of it. Hmm. So, but I'm looking forward to that fight. Well, Those are probably the only ones that I was like super jazzed about from yeah, Jock- this weekend. Jocko is coming over from the UFC, it looks like. Yeah, Heard but Jocko has that's... one of the, the least interesting fight styles. Right, yeah. So but... that's, I was like I was excited for it, and then I remembered how Christoph Jaco fights, and I'm like...
1: He's going up a weight
0: class. He is, he is. So, so. maybe... I don't know. I I don't count him out to win. I'll say that. Mm. But it's not an engaging style. So I wouldn't say I'm like, yeah, I can't wait to see how he does. <laughs> but this one's in Nevada. is moving over to Nevada for the first time. That's a big deal. They'll have Nevada judging mm, there, which is good. great because Nevada judging is not Georgia judging. <laughs> they are not going back to
1: Georgia, though. I saw the announcement on mm, that's it. That's so. where the
0: devil went, I heard. <laughs> that's a song. Great song. Yeah, it's much better than anything Drake did.
1: Okay. I love hip hop. I I just don't don't like Drake. You don't have to
0: like Drake. Started from the the bottom. He just sounds bored. And that's what makes me bored. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, that's it for this weekend. Before we wrap it up, Dan waited very patiently for this. Yeah. (laughs) From last week, we wanted to talk about Creed 3, which Dan and I went to go see in the lead up to UFC 286. And we didn't know that we were going to walk into a monstrosity of 15 rounds to talk about. (laughs) So we didn't have time. To get to our thoughts on Creed 3, particularly a few things that just didn't add up from a regulatory standpoint. Now, first off, I think we should also preface. I enjoyed the movie. Did you Me enjoy too. the movie? You enjoyed it, too. Super fun movie. Had a great time. Turn
1: oh. it off. If you're just going to be a little bit spoilerish. So. Oh, yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah. This is, this is the point where if you you don't want to know what happened in Creed 3, you should duck out now. Yeah. And then but, we'll see you Monday. Mm-hmm, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there there are a few bones we have to pick with the way. uh Maybe it suspends disbelief a little too much.
1: Yeah. but guy's got zero pro fights, gets a title shot. First day de- pro debut. It is most definitely unbelievable
0: that Damian Dam- Diamond Dame Anderson got the title shot right off the bat. Not only that, it's more that the commission cleared it. So he's yeah. fighting in California. If
1: they had this fight in Dallas, I would have believed it. Oh, absolutely, yeah. So, I-,
0: I think I could suspend disbelief if yeah. they somehow managed to do it in Jerry World, right? Yep. But yeah, 15 pro fight heavyweight champion Felix Chavez... Going against Dame Anderson in his pro debut, fresh out of prison for the bulk of the last 18 years. Yes. Former Golden Globes, Golden yeah, yeah. Gloves, not Golden Globes. But, uh, <laughs> man, no effing way. No effing way a commission clears that. I know it's combat sports, and we've seen some weird things happen. That's not happening. It's not happening. It's just not happening. I don't care how much money they throw around. It's not happening. ain't going to happen. Um, But it does, right? So this mm-hmm. fight does happen. It's like, okay, we've already made it here to the point where it's unbelievable, but it's here, right? Then the match starts, and we have Russell Mora, boxing referee, real boxing referee. He's, he's in charge of the ring. He's running the show here. Or he's allowing just anything to happen, really. It was kind of a half MMA match here because we got, we got Dame Anderson. He's kind of giving elbows. He's throwing trying elbows. To, trying to do trips and things. Knees. It's just, what are we watching here, guys? Come on. Russell Mora lets this fight get out of hand in three minutes, flat. Yeah. really impressive i can't believe he managed to allow this fight to get out of hand so quickly
1: apparently it was a prison rules match evidently yeah, yeah he,
0: he must have picked some of those things up uh i guess you know behind bars yeah which is unfortunate that it had happened to him but nonetheless uh can't be doing that stuff and russell moore let it go i think russell moore probably needs to be suspended by the california state <laughs> of Public commission because of his actions in the ring in this movie fight yeah i mean basically he killed Chavez. Yeah, Chavez is pretty dead at the end of this one. It was like that's the only reason you could imagine why he doesn't get the immediate rematch, which obviously would have been included in his contract.
1: Yeah, he would because this Chavez. is boxing. Yeah. And he was trepidation. He had trepidation about taking this fight to begin with. Mm-hmm. But then he doesn't get the next fight. What? Well, his mother seems to be his manager, so sure. she, she heard money and she's like, Yeah, yeah, we'll take it.
0: But I think she knows better. I think she yeah. I think because also, don't forget. That we have Adonis Creed, the lead character of this show, this program, mm-hmm. this movie, this series. He is the promoter. It says Jimmy trains out of. He's got an investment in this kid. Mm. He wants to see him succeed. He would, ass- he would certainly put an immediate rematch clause in there because he would make a lot of money. Yeah. Come on. That's crazy. That's crazy talk. So I can only assume that the California State Athletic Commission um, has probably placed a uh, medical suspension on him. Okay. He's not ready to fight. See, all, that's the only way I can explain it away. I, I will. But still still feel like there should be that rematch going. But then again, Felix Chavez doesn't look like a very large man in the, in oh, the game. Oh, no. There, does no. He? Not no. at all. And the reason, sir, is because he is played by Jose Benavides Jr., who is a welterweight boxer, sir, playing a heavyweight. And he looks like it. It definitely shows. <laughs> it doesn't just show like when he's standing next to Dame Anderson, who is played by Jonathan Majors, who looks like a large human. He's big. He kind of just looks small like on his own, like even in the ring when he was by himself, it's just, like he looks like a welterweight boxer, yeah. which is not a welterweight MMA fighter for those who don't watch boxing. A welterweight MMA fighter is 170 but really more like 190 pounds. A welterweight boxer is 147 maybe up to <laughs> 160. <laughs> it's a small man, not 200 plus pounds. Yeah. And he looks every bit of that. Side note by the way, um Benavida's brother, David Moved to 27-0 just the other day on Saturday. Yeah, okay. Uh, he beat Caleb Plant. So
1: really, really successful career going on for this guy. Oh, that Maybe fight actually he... happened? That was a real fight, yeah. Because it's I'm still getting advertisements on my television for that fight. Oh, well, you should probably go so... watch it then. Back
0: in <laughs> time. Like, oh, it's coming up soon. No, it's, they, he, I guess it he happened He got
1: already. the win. He got the win. I didn't watch
0: it. I just happened to notice mm. that when uh, I saw Benavidez's name come up. And I was like, oh, that's right. His brother just fought. Because they were doing the advertisements. <laughs> <So> mine mine <laughs> went away, I guess. Um I will say, I mean, I think we can close on this, sir. I thought Tony Weeks, who, as we all know, judges uh, MMA, mm-hmm. and we talk about frequently on this show, thought he did a solid job officiating uh, Dame versus uh, Creed.
1: He did a good job. I
0: think he did a fine job. So it was... uh, di- nice job by by Tony Weeks, acquitting himself well in uh, the other sport that he's probably more well known for judging, mm-hmm. uh, officiating, yeah. uh, refereeing boxing.
1: Yeah, covered in blood. He wasn't covered in blood for this one. Well, let me get to that. I think their makeup budget must have been like 12 bucks. (laughs) Because no one took any damage in this back and forth battle.
0: No, they look like pretty humans afterward. You're right.
1: Like, what is going on? This is the Rocky series. You're supposed to look horrible after your fight. Well, Stallone looks horrible
0: before the fight. (laughs) So I I had to at least lean into it. I guess. Michael B. Jordan is is is, is what you would probably consider to be a handsome man. Also not a
1: heavyweight. A A pretty boy. (laughs) Yeah, not a heavyweight though. Yeah, I would say more like
0: a like a light heavyweight boxer, right? Isn't that like one eighty? I don't know or something the, like that. I, I, don't what I don't know. I don't know. I always get screwed up with the boxing because I, I remember I I was a boxing fan before I was an MMA fan, but like I've left a lot of my boxing knowledge behind because there's just been so much MMA to cram in, and I don't have time to keep up with box. Um, yeah.
1: But yeah, I was really expecting Tony Weeks to be covered in blood. He was not. And no. that was disappointing. No one was covered in blood. There was no blood, actually.
0: But, I mean... It's like when you play a video game, like, your parents are like, you gotta turn off the blood! So they <laughs> turn the blood setting off.
1: So Creed 4 is has been announced. Is that right? Yeah. I don't know what... what no one knows what the story's gonna be, but... Well, I would think Um, so. And then probably Creed 5 will probably happen. And then you get a Marvel 1. I think it would be... Re- then... Yeah, that's right. They're gonna do a
0: Marvel <laughs> <laughs> uh, Eventually. She'll get old enough. Yeah. It would be interesting though.
1: I would be interested in that fight. They that keep movie. this if they can keep this franchise going forever, it'll be great. Yeah, why
0: not? Just it'll it'll always be another child along the line that's gonna be boxing. Maybe they should do like they should go back in time. They should do like pre Apollo Creed. Like how did Apollo rise to the top? Ah, oh, nice. No, he beat cool. that other guy. And then who beat that guy? So like yeah. we can work in two directions here. We can go, go. all the way back to yeah. the guy who beat John L. Sullivan, right? <laughs>
1: in <laughs> 100 rounds of bare knuckle boxing oh boy <laughs> alright that does it we'll be back again on Monday break down uh, what are we gonna do PFL and Bellator whatever is interesting That's what we were just talking about yeah. yeah why not yeah sure
0: I don't know if we'll do every fight from the 17 round Bellator card plus PFL but we'll figure out we'll probably cherry pick make, make some interesting choices from each one yeah
1: we'll see what we get alright thanks for listening take care everybody